This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, House overseers want an update on telework policy for veterans affairs workers. While the Navy has finished its investigation into what happened on the USS Theodore Roosevelt, it will be a while before the results are public. Meanwhile, government cybersecurity incidents continue a downward trend. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Democrats on the House Veterans Affairs Committee want more answers on how VA is granting telework and leave to its employees. The members have heard from VA employees who say they've been denied telework or leave during the pandemic. Members say decisions for granting leave or telework requests lie with VA supervisors. That's because the department has been issuing guidance instead of directives. Committee Chairman Mark Takano wrote to VA Secretary Robert Wilkie looking for more details on the department's telework and leave policies. A backlog of disability claims may be piling up at the Veterans Affairs Department due to the pandemic. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco has details. House members say 200,000 disability exams for veterans have been impacted by the pandemic. VA canceled in-person compensation and pension exams in early April. The department can conduct some exams virtually, but VA has some limitations on the kinds of virtual screenings it can conduct. The decision to cancel in-person exams also created some confusion for veterans who missed their original appointments and may end up filing an appeal. House members fear VA will face a backlog of disability claims once in-person exams return. VA tells Congress in-person exams could come back next month under a phase reopening plan. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. A soldier died from coronavirus, bringing the death toll from the disease for service members up to three. The military has had a relatively low mortality rate with COVID-19, considering nearly 6,200 service members have been infected to date. 35 people related to the military have died from the disease. That includes civilians working for the Defense Department, service members, their dependents, and contractors. The Navy has finished its latest investigation into the coronavirus outbreak aboard the USS Theodore Roosevelt. But as Federal News Network's Jared Zerber reports, it'll be a while before the public learns the results. Among the questions still tied up in the investigation is whether Captain Brett Crozier will be returned to his position as commander of the Roosevelt. It's also possible the review will assign accountability to more senior officers. Navy officials delivered the latest report to the Chief of Naval Operations yesterday, but they say it will take time for Admiral Michael Gilday to review its contents. An earlier report recommended that Crozier be restored to his position as the Roosevelt skipper, but James McPherson, the new acting Navy secretary, asked for a deeper investigation. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Some of the Army's biggest programs were impacted by coronavirus. Federal News Network Scott Massioni has that story. At least two of the Army's major weapon systems will face delays due to COVID-19. The Integrated Air and Missile Defense Battle Command System and the Interim Maneuver Short-Range Air Defense System will see delays in milestones and possibly in delivery schedules. Army Acquisition Lead Bruce Jetty says the weapons will still make it into the hands of soldiers scheduled to receive them first. After that, delays may creep in. Jetty says the Army's making adjustments were needed in working with companies to catch up. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The State Department is ready to rip the acting title off of its chief data officer's role. The agency posted a job notice on usajobs.gov seeking a permanent CDO. Janice DeGarmo had been acting CDO since July when agencies were required to name one due to the fa- 
due to the Foundations for Evidence-Based Policymaking Act. State says the CDO will build data and analytics products, create a culture of analytics, and oversee the modernization of the technology, infrastructure, and tools to support advanced data analytics. Applications are due by June 3rd. For this new deputy agency director, running an agency like this might be downright relaxing. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Patty Collins, former Army Special Operations Colonel, Delta Force member, and Iraq and Afghanistan veteran, is the new deputy director of the government's publishing office. As second highest ranked official, she'll be chief operating officer. After losing part of a leg in a bicycle crash, Collins served four more years in the military and participated as a triathlete in the 2016 Paralympics. Collins succeeds acting deputy John Crawford, who continues to lead plant operations. I'm Tom Temin. Members of the House Oversight and Reform Committee introduce a bill that would push back statutory deadlines for 2020 census data. The Fair and Accurate Census Act would give the Census Bureau until April 2021 to submit apportionment data that determines how many members each state get in the House. The bill also gives the Bureau until July 2021 to submit redistricting data from the decennial count. The Trump administration asked Congress to approve this extended timeline because of delays in census field operations from the coronavirus. The General Services Administration is getting agencies to ask the right questions about artificial intelligence. Its IT Modernization Centers of Excellence launch a guide to AI ethics that includes a list of questions agencies should answer as they design, develop, and deploy AI solutions. The guide asks three sets of ethic questions, and GSA says AI projects shouldn't move on to the next phase of development until they answer each set of questions. The number of cybersecurity incidents across government is down for the second straight year. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with more. The good news is agencies face fewer cyber attacks in fiscal 2019 compared to 2018 and 2017. The bad news? The type of attacks they're facing, like brute force attempts, are getting more complex. In the latest Federal Information Security Management Act, or FISMA, report to Congress, OMB says agencies faced less than 29,000 overall cyber incidents last year, down from more than 31,000 the year before. OMB also found agencies are managing their cyber risks at a more advanced state than previously. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. And the Thrift Savings Plan is seeing some positive signs that its participants are turning the page on recent stock market volatility. Loans and hardship withdrawals are down 33% from the previous month. The volume it... The volume of interfund transfers is also down from March. Participants rolled some $5 billion out of the G Fund and into other options in April. Participants took the opposite approach back in March. The number of people invested in a life cycle fund also reached an all-time high. Over 2.5 million participants are invested in one of the L funds. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White.